Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 307 DGS on KMOX. Before we do, uh, stairway to Kevin, a couple things I want to tell you guys about. Have you seen the proto-hologram? No. I showed it to Rage today. It's insane. It is like a, it looks like a, uh, hmm. It looks like the mirror in Harry Potter where he's like yeah. looking in and seeing but it's his like heart's a, desire. It looks like a box. So it looks like if you took like a, a really nice tanning bed and uh-huh. stood it up. Yeah. And then the person or thing is projected inside the box. They look just like a person. I mean, there's no fuzzy. That detail. That detailed. They're looking right at you. They're talking to you. They can see you and they can hear you. And I've talked about like, uh, you know, Phoebe's at college now. Nick lives on his own. One of these days they'll both be gone, gone. Uh, What an amazing thing that would be to be able to have really, really good. I mean, you can't hug them or hold them. Right, right. Probably you'll be able to. I mean, they have these things that people use for sex that, you know, like long distance and and, uh, touch and feel that if you, if I had my kids there in the hologram and it's even 20 years better than it is now, I think that, that, what a game changer that could be. Yeah. I mean, just think of the game changer that even what we consider normal now, FaceTime technology, you know, those kind of things where grandparents, like my parents, when they're out of state, can see their granddaughter's and talk to them in a way that where we were there, you, you know, hey, come to the phone and talk to grandma. And you'd be like, eh, right. talk for a couple minutes and you're like, OK, I got to go. Right, right, where right. In, in, it's more of a participatory thing now where yeah. they could just be in the room while you have people sitting around. Yeah. And that would be the next level. And I saw a guy on TV today. This apropos of nothing. I just liked it. He is is an economist. And he was making the point that the economy is very, very good, and he thinks that we're making a soft landing and that we're going to avoid a recession. And he, the anchor said, well, this goes against what you said a couple years ago and a couple, you know, like and, and a few months ago, you said that you were very um, – you were very skeptical, and 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 he said, "Yeah, I know. Isn't it great? I was wrong." Oh, yeah. He said, "I he actually was, said that." He said, "I was completely wrong." Good and for I'm him. Just so happy to be wrong, and I'm like, "Thank God for people like you." Yes, and it shouldn't stand out that much. There's nothing wrong with saying I got something wrong when I was talking about the future. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like when you're projecting the future, it's okay to be wrong because you don't know. 
what you shouldn't what you shouldn't be wrong about is what you can know now. Yeah. Right. But even then, people make mistakes. I mean, we're talking and live on the radio every day. We're gonna all say something wrong or stupid. And if I had a couple of wishes for politics, I would wish that our politicians could follow this guy's example and admit when they're wrong. Mm. If someone from the GOP could say. Uh, yeah, you know what? The, the, the Biden, the economy right now is looking really, really good, comma. However, I have no problem with comma, however. However, we think that he built it off of Trump. However, we think we can do better. But when you just lie, or if the left about the right, you know, if you say like, oh, the border's better than it's ever been, you are lying. You should admit the truth. And then you can tell me why your side's going to make it better. But when... They automatically lie. And you all know what I'm talking about. And you all know that it's the truth. When confronted with any fact that is not in their favor, they 100% will lie. That gets us nowhere. Or deflect. Yeah. Right? If it's not going to be. It's another form of lying. Yes, exactly right. Exactly right. And it gets us nowhere. we, We cannot improve. I've said this so many times that if, if a, if, if a Burger King, was or if the DGS was ran the way they run the federal government, they would both be out of business in a month. Mm-hmm. If all we did was lie to each other and say like, "Oh, yeah, hey, Andrew was really funny there. He had a really great segment, didn't he?" No, no, he didn't. And he's bringing the show down. And right. blah. Just tell the truth. You know it. I don't know. And the second thing I would do: these pieces of crap. Uh, they we. How can we not stop them? From trading on stocks. I saw today, like, here they all make like $174,000 a year, which is plenty of money, and it's plenty of money to trade stocks. It's plenty of money to become a millionaire. But when you come in and you're worth, like, Ted Cruz is worth, like, three. Now he's worth, like, 12 or 15. And it's not just Ted. It's all of them. That is disgusting. Every single voter, every single voter should say, yeah, I've got a bunch of things I'm interested in. I'm interested in the economy and abortion. But every single one of us, right, left, gay, straight, black, white, should say, but this is going to happen. You monkeys need to stop doing insider trading. Yeah. Or trading at all because it's by definition insider trading because you're one of the most powerful 500 people in the world and you know all these things are going to happen. Are they just that friggin' lucky that they all become multi-multi-millionaires? No. And and how can we even be – people say, how can you have a country without a border? How can you have a country when your leaders are becoming multi-millionaires fraudulently? We can't do that. If we, if we had access to the same information they had, we couldn't trade on it. Right. That is such bull crap. Yep. And on top of that, they get to make the rules. Yeah. <laughs> they get, they to, get to shape what happens. Yes. Exactly. Say, for example, and I'm, I'm not sophisticated enough to have ever done this, but if I think Kevin's stock's going to drop, I can bet on it that way. Right. I can bet that it's going to go down. You can short me. And if I have some say over his company you're gonna win your bet are you kidding me (laughs) anyway that stuff just drives me crazy and then leave it to letterman to say something nice Uh, did you see this about travis kelsey yeah yeah he he said you know what all you people out there 
going crazy and hating on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift and it's a psyop and all this. He said it, it's just lovely to see two people in love just shut up. He also he called him Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, which, that was funny. Yeah, I didn't know because I didn't <laughs> hear him joke. say it. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> yeah, she's dating Frazier? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I do the same thing. I get all curmudgeonly and I get all on my high horse and this guy sucks and this lady sucks. He's like, they're two young people in love. Yes, they happen to be famous and rich, but shut up. Yeah. And they're they're cute. Like it doesn't seem to be and I, uh, history could prove me wrong on this, but it doesn't seem to be like a fake relationship. It doesn't seem to be like a publicity relationship. Like it seems like they, they really like each other, and they're, you know what I mean. I, I like when they cut to her during the football game and they show her like. You had some stuff on this, right? Some audio, like the GOP was. Oh, let's down. do that. Yeah, we can do this. So, um, this was all Fox News people reacting to Taylor Swift and just the relationship to football and. Obviously, this story we talked about yesterday, Dave, with her potentially endorsing Joe Biden. We have had enough of Taylor Swift for now. She shouldn't be liberal. She should be a total conservative, given what, given everything. The Pentagon PSYOP unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Yesterday, she flew private from New York City to Baltimore. Yet she constantly talks about climate change. So... Just please don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. I think she should just stick to her singing and let her love life be what it is. The New York Times just speculated she's a lesbian. A new poll shows 18% of voters are likely to vote for whichever candidate Taylor Swift endorses. Uh-oh. Biden effectively has Taylor Swift as his VP. A single post of hers led to 35,000 new registrants. That's arguably more power than the president. She's sharing links. And her boyfriend, Travis Kelty, sponsored by Pfizer. Uh, what's her stance on policy, economic <laughs> policy, foreign policy? Should I don't think, that, I don't think that'll be. Uh... So don't get involved. Don't get involved in politics. We don't want to see you there. <laughs> the, the craziest thing is, A, she is so rent-free in their heads. I mean, yeah. living rent-free in their heads. Secondly, if she was doing the exact same thing but hanging out in conservative circles, they would be having her on the show to promote her. Like, stop being disingenuous. Don't be telling people, don't participate because you say things I don't agree with. Because they would put any celebrity on their show of that stature that agreed with them. So don't be hypocrites about it. Going, if you want to disagree back, with anything, that's fine. Going back to my initial point. Yeah. Quit lying. Yeah. Just say... Yeah, she's the most famous woman in the world. She appears to be uh, in favor of Joe Biden and against Donald Trump. Let us tell you why she's wrong. Yes. How about that? Yeah. As opposed to attacking her. I just love, too, like the reaction is, nobody should listen to her. You should listen to me. (laughs) Yeah, that is pretty funny. I mean, I understand there's a difference between being in a newsroom and being an entertainer. But you're also in a newsroom fighting for one team. Right, That would be like me as a Lions fan saying, listen to me about what the Packers should do. And I'm going to give you all the wrong advice because I want the Packers to suck. They should trade Jordan Love because he, yeah. eh, he's not going to make it. 322 DGS on Camel Wax. Stairway to Kevin. All right. So <laughs> weird thing, Dave, is you were 100% reading my mind again. I can't even count how many times the last few weeks where the things you the thing you bring up right before, and we didn't talk about it. You don't know exactly what I'm going to do here was almost dead on to what I'm going to bring up. And it was, and it's related to what you're talking about with Congress in the last segment. So K 
Katie Porter wants to is is sponsoring a bill. She wants to make people in Congress disclose every lobbyist they meet with and what the purpose of the conversation was for. Last year, do you, do you, how much how much would you guess lobbyists spent on Congress last year? Hmm, got to be in the billions, right? Four point two billion dollars is what they spent lobbying special interests. So it's big pharma. It's not any one thing. It's just all special interest. Four point two billion dollars, and we do not have rules in place now that say you, representative, you, senator, need to disclose who you're meeting with, what the topic of the conversation was. You can just meet with them, and then obviously somehow money finds its way to your to your political action committee or to your reelection campaign. Is this? I mean, like, isn't this obvious? You're working for us. Should you not have to tell us what you're doing when you're at work? It certainly makes sense to me. I mean, if you go out to dinner with a lobbyist, that's not recreation. You're working because you want something from them. They want something from you. It's a transaction. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not quid pro quo. Maybe that's not how it works, although I think it does. (laughs) I think is we'll give you this money, but you know what we expect in return. And they won't say it out loud or write it down. But we know because we know what happens. Yeah. Right. What is real question? I know none of us are experts. What is the upside to lobbyists? Why are they a good thing in the American political s- scheme? What do they bring to the table? Well, the the argument in favor of them is, hey, free speech, basically. Like these companies have the freedom to advocate for themselves. A de- that's a defense. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I'm eating a grape. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't what you're eating. <laughs> I, I, what I want to know is how does this right here, how does the fact that you've got special interest donating $4.2 billion through lobbyists, how is that good for us? How does that help you, the Dave? The only way I see that it's good for mm. me is if the lobbyists are lobbying for something that is happens to be in my best interest. How often do you think that is, percentage? Hard to say. Because why are they lobbying? The majority. Again, we're talking about lobbyists from special interest groups. Not, not I mean, that probably includes a few like veterans organizations and things along those lines. I mean, I yeah. think there are lobbyists doing good things, but the biggest money's not coming from them because they don't have the biggest money. Who has the biggest money? Far, industries. Industries mm-hmm. have the biggest money. So the majority of it is probably coming from industries, businesses. Well, what do they want? You think they're like, you know what? We just want to do something for the American people. Or do you think it's because it's in their financial interest to do so? It's an investment. Uh, Let's talk to Jason here. He has some experience with it. Hey, Jason. Hey, I was just saying, I'm a member of a couple lobbying groups just as a donator, not anything top level. I give a couple bucks a month to my union. I give a couple months to uh, a couple dollars a month uh, to the National Rifle Association and, uh, I don't know. I like knowing that they're trying to influence politicians in a way that I can't. And I guess in addition to that, I really find it hard to believe that for a lot of these lobbying groups, they're trying to persuade anyone like big picture. I think they're probably like the unions are going to find Democrats that already kind of agree with them. The NRA is going to find Republicans that already kind of agree with them in the primary and then just give them as much money as legally possible. 
Jason, you may be the only person who is giving to the teachers union and the NRA. That's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. I know I'm a I'm an odd fellow. Yeah, that's good I like, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I would say, would you would you when you're when you're thinking of those things, would you like to know who's hearing what from whom? Yeah, I, I, totally. I have nothing bad to say about the disclosure part you guys talked about. I'm all for that. Just the actual. I think lobbyists get a bad rep. I I have nothing against. You know, nobody likes big pharma, but when it comes to you know, whatever your cause is, when it comes, if if it's the, if there's giving money to stuff people you don't like, of course lobbying's bad. <laughs> but when they're trying to help causes that you believe in, where, you know, mothers against drunk drivers or whatever, I then would, you think they're I would a great agree. Thing. I would agree with everything Jason's saying, except that we all know the truth, and that is whoever has the most money is going to get the most access. That if you want right. to go talk to Josh Hawley about the, the little sisters of the poor need a new roller rink, or you're from Boeing, whose meeting you think he's taken? Or at least taking priority with. Isn't that what people are, isn't that what Fox is saying about Taylor, though? Like, she has the most cap, she has the most social capital, so she has an outsized influence, so we need to stop that. You know, I mean, it still does follow that train of logic. Yeah. I, I would oh, say this, I though. I think it does, though. If I mean, she were to be meeting with members of Congress about issues, I would like to know that. I think that's something that we should know. She's made billion. She just made a billion dollars on her last tour, right? That to, She didn't make it, but the tour generate a billion dollars. Anybody with power and wealth, if they're meeting with people that are supposed to be representing my interest, I want to know who they're who they're meeting with and what they're talking about. But I draw uh, I draw a pretty bright line between people who are meeting with with congressional people to persuade them and someone who just happens to be very famous and very rich giving their opinion in public. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 336 DGS on KMOX. Gorgeous day out there. Dave Murray joins us. Dave, we had your Well-deserved. We had your buddy Mandy Murphy on about an hour ago. 
How good. You should have put me on with her. Yeah, I thought about it, but then I thought, uh, what if they talk every day? Then it's like a big womp, womp, womp. No, we don't. No, we don't. (laughs) Usually around the holidays. That's about it. Yeah, she was great. Like, you know, no surprise to you. She's great. She's she's a wonderful person. Um, So uh, today is gorgeous. Tomorrow I know is going to be warmer. Will we have sun tomorrow? Yep. Yeah, yeah, but we're also going to see some high clouds tomorrow. There's a weak, cool front that will be dropping down from the north. But we'll call it partly sunny. The winds will increase a little bit. Still kind of like around 65, certainly between 60 and 65 tomorrow. Not even close to the record, as we mentioned yesterday. 84, the record, one of the warmest days ever in the month of February 1911, that record. A couple of spotty sprinkles Thursday night. Friday, kind of a changeable sky. We're a little more of a northerly flow, but it's still a nice day for Groundhog Day. 58, a mix of clouds and sunshine. Sunshine on Saturday, 59. Sunday, cloudy skies. Couple of spotty light rain showers. I think most of the rain from the system from coming in from the west is going to be to our south. But I'll keep a couple of showers in the forecast for Sunday. Again, I think it's very limited and 55 degrees. Not bad. Not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Headlines, Rach? Yes, Headlines is brought to you by Schnucks. Get your groceries delivered or use curbside pickup with the Schnucks Rewards app. So former President Donald Trump is crushing Nikki Haley by a more than two to one margin in a new poll of the next major primary state of South Carolina. He leads his sole remaining primary rival by 66 percent, 31 percent. That's how much Nikki Haley is getting in her home state. So that's not a great sign for her. Yeah. I mean, I like him having a competition. I think they need someone that if he does end up being convicted because his his poll numbers fall through the floor, if he's convicted, they'll need someone in the wings. Uh, But if, if she loses her home state by double digits, that's pretty bad. Uh, Trump PACs have spent $50 million on legal expenses in 2023, approximately $50 million in donor money on bills and investigation-related expenses last year. Uh, the the former president uh, is under enormous financial strain as he yeah, heads towards you, the nomination. No one, look, no one wants to see a billionaire have to spend their own money on their own misdeeds, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot like the the Alyssa Milano conversation we were having the other day. Or yeah. Who was the gymnast? I'm I'm sorry, I forget. Mary, oh, no, yeah, Mary Lou Retton, yeah. 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 I, I mean, it's not the exact same situation, but it's like, you have a lot of money. Why do you keep asking for my money to take care of your problems? This is a little strange. But, hey, if it doesn't bother people and they want to keep donating, mm-hmm. it's their money. One more story about Donald Trump. He's dismissing suggestions that he's considering presidential candidate Robert F. Kennedy Jr. as his running mate. I talked about that yesterday. Uh, RFK claimed that people from the Trump team had reached out to him and kind of, you know, put out some feelers about maybe being the VP. In a post on Truth Social, Trump denied that the White House hopeful is in the running to be the next potential vice president. Did he call many names? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I wish. But but maybe, you know, the answer is always maybe. Leapy Robert. <laughs> who do you guys, uh, who do you think it could be? Who would re- who would be the best option? Who's most likely and who would just be awful? Hmm. Wow. Who would take it? Well, purely political strategy would be Haley, right? Because she appeals to voters that he might not appeal to. Well, to Dave's question, I, Dave, unbelievably, I think anyone <laughs> Would take it. Any of those GOP people who were just, you know, running around and 
scraping and dancing. Tim and Scott wants it. Tim so Scott. Bad. He wants. Tim it. Scott does. He appears to want it. Yeah. I love you so much. Ben Carson is supposedly <laughs> in the running, and he he keeps doing like shows on Fox and stuff as a talking head for Trump. So that's mm-hmm. that's one that I've seen thrown out there. Uh, let's see. Super Bowl Fifty Eight ticket prices are f- through the roof. I almost said through the roof. Through the roof. <laughs> the average price is over ten thousand dollars for just one ticket. That's average a, price. That's a two hundred and ninety-one percent increase over the past decade. Yeah. Well, that's that's being in Vegas. Gee, I wonder who will be there. Yeah, rich people. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> the most expensive ticket being sold on the secondary market is priced at forty-seven thousand five hundred dollars. That's the most expensive. That's 40, on wow. the secondary market. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say the 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 face value. Is pro- is not ten thousand, but they're they obviously sold out. But if you're going to get them between now and then, you're not you're not going to get them yeah. face value. You're going to be buying secondary for forty seven. I mean, first of all, I could just never make that happen, nor would I want to. But that better be the greatest day that I could ever imagine. Like, <laughs> even if I'm a billionaire, if I'm dropping forty seven thousand dollars on one day, it just yeah. Gold everything. I don't know. Yeah. Some of yeah. those some of those folks are dropping that at the uh, blackjack table. Yeah, it's insane. Yep. Yeah, it, yeah. Really, it really is all relative, though. I just saw something that Jeff Bezos' ex-wife has given away $16 billion, and in that period of time, he has bought his third multi-hundred million dollar yacht. So to each their own. How many yeah, yachts does he need? Yeah. She's kind of making him look like a clown with that because she has done a lot of good uh, with with her her portion of the money and uh he has continued to like you know try and try and blast himself into space and I mean, buy, think about buy a floating city <clears throat> i don't know how much money you need for forty seven thousand dollars per ticket to not be an issue at all but if you're a billionaire and you want to go to the super bowl and you want to impress people and they say okay it's 50 grand for a ticket you're like yeah give me 10 i don't care the stupid part is they give people like that stuff for free yeah, mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was, yeah. Tell, me, yes. tell me if I'm wrong. Um, comedian Tom Segura, I like him a lot. Yeah. And he was doing a podcast, and he's obviously done very well. And he was talking to his buddies, and he was talking about the most money he had spent on one dinner. And it was $52,000. Oh. I know. Wow. And it just... <sighs> I don't want to change the way I look at him, but it kind of did. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I just don't think that you should even talk about stuff like that. If you're going to do it, don't talk about it and not expect an insane amount of negative reaction. Because that is just so out of reach for most people. And to be like, oh, yeah, can you believe I did it? No, I actually can't believe you did that. That's insane. Yeah, it's hard to buy you as a, quote, regular guy. Right. If you've spent that. Yeah, you really have your finger on the pulse of what's going on with the average Joe. Now, if he took an entire football team out and paid for dinner, all right, maybe. I mean, you know, that's 50 guys, and I could see it, but I'm guessing it wasn't a party of 50. Mm-hmm. What do you have? What would you even have to, what could cost that much? It got to be like booze, right? Have? Like old wine and champagne and stuff like that, right? It would have to be that. Want to do one more story, Dave? Yeah. Duncan is facing a lawsuit uh, from a group of customers who say the chain overcharged them for non-dairy milk alternatives. The suit is asking for at least $5 million in damages and claims that Duncan ordered drinks or that, excuse me, that the plaintiffs ordered drinks that included milk as part of the regular menu item and were charged up to $2.15 for them to be made with non-dairy alternatives. 
The lawsuit claims that lactose intolerance is a disability and charging for accommodating people with the disorder is a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Well, if the almond milk or whatever it is costs $2 more than regular milk, then I'm sorry, but I'm sorry you have a disability, but you're going to have to pay more for that. This is going to create a lot of interesting discussions, though, because, I mean, you guys know my wife is allergic to milk. So we do that a lot, and most places will charge a premium for substituting something vegan for something that's not vegan. I think probably because the ingredients are more expensive, like yeah. you said, Dave. Uh, so it, it's going to be it, whatever the outcome of this is will be very interesting for. I mean, people d- like me. Can you guys make an argument and mean it that if you have a disability, someone should have to lose money to? have you as a customer? No, but I think the issue is, I, I don't think that almond milk is going to, the small amount of almond milk going into your latte is going to actually cost $2.15. Yeah. Well, it depends. If it doesn't, yeah, it then, doesn't. then okay. Also, there are I people- buy almond milk at the store. That's what I drink for cereal and stuff. It's basically the same as milk. It's a little bit more like a gallon might be 30, 40 cents more depending but on where you're buying it. I don't know if the disability argument really holds because there are people like Kevin who's not lactose intolerant, who's not allergic to milk, who still will get almond milk in their stuff. So I don't know if the disability stuff really holds up. There should be a name for people like Kevin who are intolerant of everything but lactose. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but like under that argument, though, then any any food eating disorder, you would have to have... At at no constant no no consideration of cost. That's what I'm saying. The alternative. Yeah, that's and why I, I think it's and so I interesting. I know that uh, uh, a food allergy is different than say claustrophobia. But if I have terrible debilitating claustrophobia and I want two seats on an airplane, I have to buy two seats on an airplane. I wouldn't expect them to say, "Oh, well, you buy one seat for six hundred dollars. We'll give you the second one because you have a disability." Mm-hmm. It sounds like I'm really mad at people with disabilities, but it's just like, you know. Well, I don't think being lactose intolerant is a disability, personally. I mean, so like a half gallon of almond milk is like three thirty. So let's call it six bucks a gallon, and an average gallon of milk is like four fifty. So if we're talking at the gallon scale, there's no way a serving that you're talking about right. of a couple of ounces is anything more than five to ten cents. How do they milk those almonds? Very gently. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. Okay. You know who's getting a lot of press these days? Neanderthals. Oh, they're back in the news again. Wow. You know, they're tracing all these things that we have uh, because of the Neanderthal. And so if you're a late night person, you probably have more Neanderthal uh, DNA than most. And we think of these people uh, as uh, giants and 10 times stronger than humans, which which is true, just based on their bone density and, and their skull and, and such. But our propensity to have a low threshold of pain comes from the Neanderthals. Interesting. Yeah. These big, giant, orc-looking wussies. <laughs> I, I know I, why we're here and they're not. Right? Poked them with a stick. They're like, eh, and they just took off running, and mm-hmm. here we are. Yeah, what was the other? Th- we had that list a couple weeks Red ago. Red hair. Red hair. Stays up late. Loves Ga- baseball. Gamer. Loves baseball. Yeah. Has red hair. Loud. Yeah, yeah loud. <laughs> low, low tolerance to pain. That's why I survive. <laughs> How is your tolerance to pain? It's significantly on my in my favor. I tolerate pain very well. I'm shocked. Yeah. Shocked to hear you say that. Uh, there's also a thing, that, and I believe this is true. I'm not 100% selling you on this, but I, I've been told this. 
that gingers supposedly have the higher threshold oh, of pain. Oh, I have heard that. And that they even need more uh, anesthesia yes. when they are put under. Yes. Because I don't know. getting sunburned. Yeah, nobody ever told me anything about that when I've been to a doctor. Nobody's like, oh, you're going to need extra. I've never experienced that, but I have heard that as a rumor. Have you, have you been put out? Mm-hmm. Yes. Was it difficult for them? No, I went out right away. Okay. Fine, fine. Uh, I'm, tell I'm me, even good at that. Tell <laughs> you. Right. Guys. Like, no, no problems for me ever. No, nope, fell asleep. It was great. Good nap. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 